0: All right, we're not waiting for Steve. Let's just kick this thing off and see what happens. So let me do my best, Bill. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Radio Festivist 2022 airing of the grievances. Normally, we would have liked to do this in person, as we have done for the last three, four something years I think we skipped last year because of COVID um this year was kind of a combination of uh everyone hating the Flyers everyone on the Broad Street Hockey staff having some prior commitment tonight and uh me and Steph Driver being lazy and not getting it done so no festivist party this year but that doesn't mean we are not going to air some grievances and uh I'll kick it off to get things going. Um, I'll start off with kind of an easy one for me, anyway. I don't know if you guys have gone to any Flyers games this season. Um, And let me preface this by saying that, like, yes, I am the oldest person here. However, I'm not like old, old, and I appreciate going to like live music events with, you know, really loud music and stuff like that. But my grievance, the first, many is that the music in the Wells Fargo center is entirely too loud. It's like, I don't know if it's because there's no crowd noise to speak of. So it just seems louder than it has in the past, but it's uh it drives me crazy. It's just way too loud. The, um, a couple of games ago, what game was it? I, I forget what game it was. Oh, the avalanche game. Um, I ended up getting tickets in the first row of the second level Um, in a part of center ice that had a little plexiglass wall right behind me, right behind the first row. There was like a little plexiglass separator. And during warmups, when the music was coming out of the speaker directly in front of my face, I could feel the bass like entering and leaving my body. That's too loud for a sporting event. Like, you know, if it's that loud at a Pantera concert, like okay, right. That makes sense. At a Flyers game, no, I should not be feeling sound waves at a sporting event. So no one from the Flyers will listen to this silly podcast. But, you know, turn it down. Like a lit like a little bit. Like take it from eleven to ten. And I think even that will be better. So it's my first grievance for the evening. There's not many of us here yet, but there are some of you. So Let's go. Raise your hand. Give me a
1: grievance. That's what we're here for. I know you have something to complain about. You people are here all the time. You can't fool me. Reed Miller.
0: (laughs) Mr. 69. I know you guys have grievances. You're not fooling me. All right. If no one else is going to talk, then I'm just going to tell you guys all of my grievances, which will get very boring very quickly. My next grievance, the inclusion of pretzel nuggets at Flyers concessions. I I don't like that. I feel like in Philadelphia, this is a, a pretzel universe. And as such, we should like be respectful of the form of the pretzel. Anyway, I went to get a pretzel at the last Flyers game I was at, and they were nugs instead. And they were served with like a very, a very bad nacho cheese situation. And honestly, what I wanted was like, you know, a pretzel. Yeah, I'm telling you, you don't want to hear all of my grievances. Thankfully 69 is going to tell us some of his grievances. Mr. Mr. or doctor or ma'am 69. For doctor. uh... (laughs) Doctor doctor 69, yes, okay. (laughs) What are your grievances?
2: I'll start with a light one. Why does this fan base always have to be like one side or the other? It's always like uh, you're on Kevin Hayes' side or Chuck's side or you're on uh, Torts' side or whatever for like every single little incident this team has. Why is it always, has it always been like this or am I just like losing my mind?
0: No, I don't think you're losing your mind. This is absolutely a thing. And I know not everyone's on Twitter, but those of us who are, um, it's very apparent there that there's like a weird two sides to flyers fans um and i think i think it's probably like regrettably just like a symptom of the way our society is completely failing in every way like i feel like everything is one side or the other now so <laughs> why not sports
1: yeah yeah i guess <laughs> you so.
0: yeah there's no nuance to be found anywhere so you either <laughs> like john tortorello or you hate him or you love Kevin Hayes or you hate him like there's no allowing for today I like Kevin Hayes and tomorrow I hate him that's simply not allowed
2: it's it's honestly crazy but like my thing is I remember like I mean like this whole season with like the whole torch thing I'm definitely like excited that he's the coach um but this whole the way everything's being handled with like Kevin Hayes it's like you see both sides of it it's like yeah you want someone to like backjack and like finish their hits and everything like that but like there's also a certain aspect where you have, I guess, like you and Charlie's bet, where you have Justin Braun and Rasmus Fristilondon that aren't bringing anything to the table offensively.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Why do like hockey minds always have to say, oh, we need someone defensively responsible that doesn't bring offense, but we can't have a guy that brings offense.
0: That You know yeah. what I'm saying? like
2: You can't yeah. have – like, what am I trying to say here? You you know what I'm trying to say. That, no, right?
0: I get it. Like, Why is – Why is someone who is good at defense, bad at offense, okay, but someone who is good at offense, bad at defense, unacceptable?
3: Which does feel
0: like a thing that I don't – Yeah, I don't think that's, like, flyer-specific. I think there's, like, very few coaches in the NHL that will allow for, like, a real true run-and-gun offense-first type of game. And, I mean, it seems like the ones that do – you know, make it a lot of fun for everybody. Like I think Quenville's Panthers were like the most obvious example Mm -hmm. of a team that didn't give a fuck about defense. They're like, "Now we're just going to score all of the goals and we'll beat you that way. And it was a lot of fun to watch. But the Torch thing is like, I don't really care that he's scratching Kevin Hayes, but I do kind of think that this whole – he's very obviously doing a very contrived thing with Kevin Hayes. Like he's trying to do like a lesson teaching. This isn't just
1: mm-hmm.
0: him scratching him for playing badly. Like, he seems to be doing a whole thing with Kevin Hayes psychologically that I-, I don't really know if we need to do. And I do think that there's going to be a point of diminishing return on like the scratching and the talking shit on him in public. And like, I, I do think at some point it's going to get to be too much. And then Hayes is just going to be like, fuck it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to try at all.
2: Yeah, me <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm mean, i kind of, like, in the teaching industry, too, and, like, it's always, like, you adapt to each individual student. You adapt mm-hmm. your lesson plans and stuff like that. You don't, like, you don't try and squ- uh, jam a square peg in a round hole. And mm-hmm. I think it's, like, I don't know if it's going to, like, push – like, Kevin Hayes might just say, you know what, screw this, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And – which is not great for the team. Honestly, if you have someone around the locker room with that type of attitude – and they just don't care, even though when they in the beginning of the season, they're putting up a point of game, very productive offensive player. But like, man, there's only so many times you can press certain buttons and yeah. have it pan out in the correct way. But uh, yeah, I mean, I love honestly, like this whole torch thing this year. It's, it's been hilarious, like watching him like silently call out Chuck Fletcher with a couple of these scratchings and like the way he's putting, in, mm-hmm. putting people in the lineup and benching whoever. But. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it to this season, seeing how this pans out. But I'm very curious to see how much longer Chuck lasts in his current position. I mean, everyone kind of saw the rumors where it's like, oh, after Christmas, Danny B is going to step in. I don't know if there's any, like, any truth to those. But, man, it would be very, very pleasant to see a, a change up there. But uh, happy Festivus. Um, I'm going to hang up now. All
0: right. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. I will say that um... – I also, just based on things that we've kind of heard, um, not like official, official things, but just kind of things from various places, I would be shocked if he's still here like after the first week of January. I think that, um, I think things have reached a critical mass finally. And uh, I don't know if you if you guys saw Jason Martitis, um posted a clip of his interview with John Tortorella that he did recently. And it was the first time I think anyone has explicitly said that the Flyers are in a rebuild. And Torts says it in this interview, which kind of makes me think like, okay, if we're, if we're going to start saying it, like did he go rogue saying it or was that, you know, kind of a sanctioned change of approach to what they're doing? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Uh, let's see. Ian Ackerman would like to air some grievances. Ian, how are you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Good, thanks. What would you like to yell about?
4: Well, first of all, it's clearly a retool, Charlie. I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) It'll never get old.
0: Never
1: ever. It's
4: too good. (laughs) Um, But just kind of piggyback on uh, what you are just talking about, just the organizational negligence by the front office. It's just just how we got here. And even if Chuck does get canned soon, which I hope it happens, like, is Danny Breer already, like, flyerized being being, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. Chuck's boy? Like, I'm kind of, like, even thinking, like, the GM after Danny Breer, and I hate to even think like that. I I hope he would do a good job, but, like, I honestly, like, don't know what to expect.
0: Yeah, I worry about that, too, because it's kind of like if Breer is the guy that's been handpicked by this group of gentlemen to be the next general manager. Mm-hmm. You know, is he going to be different? Because they don't seem to like different very much. Yeah. So I I worry about it too. Um. I do know uh, Maddie Campbell, who writes for us. She did some work with the Maine Mariners when Breer was there, and she said that he doesn't he doesn't seem to have the whole old hockey man way of thinking about the game that that, you know, you would expect from the Flyers front office. And, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a younger guy. He came up in the NHL during a completely different era when things were absolutely not played, like the, the Broad Street Bullies. Right, know, and he played way.
4: post-lockout, so he knows what yeah. the league is about now as far as speed and all that. So,
0: Right, so, I mean, it, it'll be better, right? Because it can't be worse.
4: Yeah, I would like to think so. And plus, like, I don't want my, you know – my love of Danny Breer and like how awesome he was in, in the playoffs till like, mm. you know, hour because like, Oh, he's being a shitty GM. So, uh, I, I hope it works out. Um, but honestly, like some of the things I'm, I'm thankful for, cause it is the season to be thankful. Um, I really like that frost Tippett JVR line. Those guys seem pretty damn fun to watch. And, uh, they seem to be clicking when not much else is going
1: our way.
0: I, yeah. I'm, I'm obsessed with that line. It's so fun. Um, it's nice to see Morgan Frost doing some stuff, like actually doing stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I think honestly, like, if you have already, and I think a lot of us here probably have done this already, but if you've shifted your expectation of the season to be like less about winning and being successful and more about which kids are going to be good in the next two years? Like we're kind of mm-hmm. having a good season in that. Yes, yeah,
4: I figure out who's part of the future, who's a you know a problem, and who's the solution. It's mm-hmm. it's tough to be in that mindset because we're not going to be going anywhere. But I guess just got to be patient and see. But um, thank you guys for what you do. It helps me being out of state keep a better eye on the team. I'm out here in hockey town with a bunch of stupid Red Wings fans, so it's pretty lame. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, thank you guys for, uh, you know, everything you guys do. It's, love all the, all the shows you guys do. It's great. So
1: Thanks, Ian. We appreciate
4: safe. it. Uh, have happy holidays.
0: Thank you. You too. Oh, baby, Steve Jaco is here to save us all. Isn't that wonderful? Okay, Ian, I kicked you. Steve, whenever you're ready, please hop on. I'm going to give you guys another grievance of mine. It is. I I have a feeling all of mine are going to be related to, um, my experience at Flyers games this season, which is kind of hilarious. Um, Beer's too big. I got a problem with it. The beers are too big. First of all, I don't want that much Miller Light
1: in a sitting. It's just too much.
0: And like, even if you do want to consume that much Miller Light it's uh it's real warm and like weird by the time you get to the end of it. Beer's too big. make the beer half the size. you can still charge me an insane amount of money for it i will I will buy it, but it's just uh, it's too big. beers too big
5: Steve and what's the deal with these airplane peanuts? I mean folks am I right? you know. <laughs> no i so first off uh i my grievance is against my my desktop computer which i tried for the past 10 minutes to boot up to use my proper microphone and my fancy headphones and everything for this and it said no it just what is is a
0: a professional show we
5: don't need these things yeah why, why would my computer boot up immediately for me imagine that uh so i'm doing this the uh I was going to say the old-fashioned way, but I don't think there's anything old-fashioned about, like, AirPods. Uh, <laughs> so that's fair enough. Uh, second of all, you're talking about large beers, and I'm literally drinking a large beer at this moment. Not quite as large as the Wells Fargo Center or Citizen Park beers, but, you know, it, it is I a tall one.
0: To be fair, maybe, maybe that's a me problem. Enough. Maybe it's a well, problem. No, it's I, I me problem. Here's too big
5: for me. I agree with you to a degree. I agree. Well, number one, I feel like it's just all an excuse to upcharge us for, for sure. you know, that extra, like, you know, this is why it's a $13 beer, because right? oh, it's a tall boy, I say, but, you know, Miller Lite should never cost that much. You should be able to buy a case of that for like $7.
0: Yeah, that should be, like, what they charge at the Wells Fargo Center is in actuality, like, the price of a keg of Miller Light. <laughs> right, right,
5: right. It's just, uh, it's insanity. Am I right? Absolute insanity. But it, no it does it's it's very gross by the end. The only beers that are okay as they get warmer are very old English style beers like a porter or something or a stout Those are fine when they this is beer talk with stephen Kelly and <laughs> but no like odds but that's not the kind of tr- beer you're drinking at a hockey game. you want right. like an ice cold beer that you can slam and just give me a half price half the price for a regular sized beer. And I, oh. I'll buy two of them and go back to my seat. I've got Great. two like hands.
1: That's the
0: thing. Like, if I was going to consume that much beer, I would rather consume it in courses.
5: Apologies March, to course, everybody with the, just one hand listening, by the way. So I'm sorry. I didn't mean to
0: offend the one-handies. Well, you know, they're fine. Um. Anyway. <laughs> but they're not. Beer's beers too big, in my opinion. They do have... Um. I saw a friend of mine, Jay, at the Avalanche game, and he bought me... They have these, like... Um, stateside vodka iced tea, little can thingies, like small cans.
5: Yeah, can cocktail.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're good.
5: Yeah, I, really I like the can cocktail. It's a, it's a big deal these days. It's a, it's a I I was enjoying can cocktails on the beach over the summer, and they were lovely. I
0: love that for you. It's a good thing yeah. I don't drink very much. I miss that. that. It's a disaster. It's
5: zero. It feels like zero degrees. I can't open my front door right now.
0: <laughs> it is good. That, I'm, I'm, I am glad that the weather trapped you, and then you were forced to do this with me. <laughs> um steve let's see Uh, let's take a caller here jason horvath please give us your grievances you're muted bud hello there we go hello
1: hey kelly what's up
0: how's it going feel free to air
6: you know something i was listening to some football radio this morning and they were talking about ownership And they are talking about the Jets specifically. They are like, well, you change the quarterback, you change the GM, you change the coach. When it comes down to it, the same person still in place is the ownership. And unfortunately, that might be the situation that we're looking at is just we're stuck to where we're stuck because it's bad ownership.
0: Eh, I don't know. I know this gets talked about a lot. And I know that Comcast being an owner doesn't like – inspire a lot of good feelings like they're a terrible company they suck in every respect everyone hates them but we're all forced to use them so i feel like that your part, internet went out i can't hear you now i, I imagine that coincidence isn't that weird you just bad about Comcast. i'm on a list now <laughs> yeah. my internet speeds are going to be so slow anyway but but the thing is like they spend all of the money and like wouldn't you rather have an owner with deep pockets that's willing to spend than just like so You know, some some dude.
6: No yes yes and no, because to me, championships are made through the draft and made through development. I mean, where are we gonna get a GM from? Another middling playoff team like we got Minnesota? You know, it would be nice to actually find somebody from a place, I don't know, like Tampa. There's a
0: thought. You're not wrong. And that that is the one place that you can lay some blame on Comcast. They hired the wrong guy for the job that's clear they also decided to give him two jobs president and general manager which means there's no one between chuck and dave scott to do the firing and dave scott has not done a good job of fostering the hockey the business side seems to be doing well but he's not doing a good job on the hockey side and that's that's i think where you can find fault Well, I see
5: Dave Scott as the the issue right here, which he can be you know, fired. It's not necessarily ownership. Right. It's
0: they
5: they need a CEO. You know, essentially, what was that was Ed Snyder's title before he passed? Right, it was CEO. Yeah. Essentially, right. You know, they need a CEO. They need somebody who actually like has not a total hockey man, but at least has half a brain about hockey to go in there. I feel like Dave Scott's just kind of like listening to the old guard saying, "Yeah, hey, uh, if you think it's good, Clarky, I'm I'm all on board for Chuck Fletcher."
0: Well it's not even just that. Like what he should have done is what most teams do, which is if you wanna hire Bob's friend to be the general manager, okay. But then we have like, you know, a neutral third party president of hockey operations in between the CEO and the hockey people who can say, Hey Dave, uh your whole front office stinks. We gotta get rid of all of them. You rather mean the than former
5: GM isn't the guy who should hold that position? <laughs>
0: Right,
1: right,
0: exactly. That's, so it's, it's just—it's not necessarily. I think that that all of the blame stops at Dave Scott and like Comcast being the people writing the checks. I don't think is affecting the team as much as you think it is.
6: Well, it's not. It's not as I understand what you're saying by that. But what frustrates me is is allowing, as you said, allowing the old guard like the Bobby Clarks or something like that, you know, was Chuck Fletcher really to blame for all this stuff? Or was he just a figurehead up there in front doing everything? And really, he's just a puppet to everybody else behind him.
5: Oh, it's column A and column B here. My yeah, friend, I think so too. I, If you yeah. look back at Chuck Fletcher's time in Minnesota, I mean, you could see a lot of similar similarities to what has gone on here. And we certainly we I know, Kelly, you've talked to your share of Minnesota wild blockers over the years, and I think they can testify to that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. But I mean, it's
5: a bad decisions of the old guard combined because Chuck Fletcher, you know, his family is from this whole organization in the first place, too. Right. Like, Chuck Fletcher is the kid of the family friend who came in, I believe, and. Yeah, it's it's all bad, and it's all rotting. For they they just need to clear house with the entire top of the organization. Like, sure, Comcast can keep writing the checks, but Comcast also has to hire somebody. Yes. Besides Dave Scott in there to run the Philadelphia Flyers.
0: Yes, that that I agree with. I I just think that saying that like the only way out of this is a whole new ownership group is just like but I'm starting to see the point. No, no, that that's like grass is. Are you, though? Well,
5: I, I see it as far as cleaning house goes, because I don't have any faith that Comcast anytime soon is going to clean house of all those old school Flyers guys.
0: Yeah, that's the problem. My, see, problem. My, my dream is this. And I honestly don't think this is out of the realm of possibility. You still have dreams? Sometimes. If I like take a little bit of an edible before I go to bed. <laughs> um. So I I do think at some point, if this continues to trend in this direction and, you know, if they don't flyer Chuck Fletcher and they let him handle the rest of the season, the trade deadline and like everything's a disaster. I do think at some point the suits above Dave Scott will think it's a good idea to replace him. I don't think he's untouchable by any stretch. And then the person that they install there has zero relationship with the Philadelphia Flyers. Zero idea who Bob Clark is. Zero idea outside of just, you know, statues, who Ed Snyder was. Just completely divorced from the organization in every way, but is very, is very good at hiring the right people for the job.
1: And- I'm a, sorry.
6: Continue. I'm, a, I'm a huge Michigan fan, and I'm going to take you back, take you really back quickly about 20 years ago. They brought in one of the best young coaches in the country, which was had uh, back-to-back major bowl bursts in Rich Rodriguez, and a lot of the people still up there were old school, old school, old school coaching and old school mindset, and it put us into the hole that we've only been able to dig out of the last couple years because the new minds and new ideas came in. They refused to listen to it, Mm -hmm. and I think that, and I think that's what you got. You got a lot of old school ideas of slow grinded out big boy hockey and as we have learned today speed wins mm-hmm. and this and this team is not built by use and speed
0: it's not as currently constructed but i do think that there is a path for it to be that kind of team i hope I really do we
1: go on a little there. bit of a tangent
6: i apologize but i th- that's what the grievances no, are for, my friend.
1: It. Exactly. But I mean it's Christmas. <laughs>
0: Thank you, Jason. Appreciate you. Steve, why don't you give the people a grievance? Oh geez. Where do I start? Where do I even begin me. to start? I mean,
5: you, you know, me. we just covered one of my major grievances, which is just the way this entire organization has been run let's uh let's talk about one of my favorite topics and that's Rasmus Ristolainen a man who's making what five million dollars a season right now and has yet to score a point it's true yet to score a point Rasmus Ristolainen what is this guy doing you know I ask this every week
0: would you say you
5: do I what do you do here what do you even do here I need to know it's is like the greatest mystery in my life 27 games played zero points. And I know his primary job is to score points, but he's not given the hits that we were promised. He's not clear in the crease for the goalie. He doesn't play good defense. I don't know what this guy does well. And it's a great mystery to me what the Flyers are paying $5 million a season to do. It's uh, he Mm. easily goes down as one of Chuck Fletcher's greatest follies and a increasingly long list at this point. Like, even guys that I have my issues with have stuff they do, right? But I don't yeah. know what he does here. What do you do here?
0: Well, Steve, if you knew how to watch the game, mm. you would see that other players are simply terrified of him.
1: He's,
5: he's scoring a hat trick tonight. He's, he's listening to this. He's no. getting fired
0: up. Listen, Patty. he can't. No, Charlie can't win this bet. I need to win it. It's got to be Justin Braun. <laughs>
5: Justin Braun is 800 years old in hockey terms.
0: I don't care. I think he can do it. He's a mummy. I think by sheer, by sheer luck, he will be the secondary assist on some kind of goal someplace, and I'm going to win.
5: So the, the mummy's beating the wolf mat tonight is what you're telling me.
0: I need it. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of tonight's game, since no one wants to air grievances, and I want you all to know that you can't see me, but I am glaring at you. Thanks. Um, I'm pretty excited to see Samuel Urson.
5: I, I, I'm excited to see him, but I'm not excited for this matchup that he's coming well, into.
0: You never know. You never know.
5: I think I know.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, Reed yeah, Miller.
5: You, you do never know, but it's no. not, it's not a promising one.
0: We'll see. I'm, I'm convinced since I've moved on from uh, Felix Sandstrom that this is our, our Lundquist. So tonight we're going to find out.
1: You think Sir yes, is our Lundquist? Yes, he's our
0: Lundquist. Yes, he is our Swedish goalie our, our that will Lundqvist. save us from... Yeah, yeah. I, think our I thought it was going to be Sandstrom, but no.
5: Forced into uh, into the Russian army, army camp. at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're, you might not yeah. be wrong. He's our... Yeah. He's our Sturkin. Anyway, Patrick, hello. Sturken. Hello. Happy Would you Festivus. like to air a grievance, my friend? Thank you. Happy Festivus to you as well.
7: Um. I mean, it's pretty obvious, I guess. I'm shocked that Chuck Fletcher is still here at this point, and Christmas is tomorrow.
1: Christmas is not tomorrow, With, Patrick. Or
7: Christmas Eve, whatever.
1: There you
7: go. You got yeah, there. It's Christmas um, weekend, we bud, you know? It's Christmas Eve Eve, apparently. There you go. The biggest um, party night of the year.
1: Isn't that Thanksgiving? Absolutely. That's the, no, that's it's like Christmas Eve, Thanksgiving Eve. Now. I've it's, declared it. It. I
7: declared oh, It's okay. Christmas Eve. We're should, all going to
5: go streaking out on the quad in the zero-degree weather.
0: It's so cold, Steve. I'm never going outside again. It's My so door is cold. frozen. I can't leave. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I Patrick. To go pick go on.
7: Take out, and uh, the car door was completely frozen. And I was like, Good "Well, time. this stinks." <laughs>
5: <laughs> I guess it's just a little taste of what the people of Buffalo deal with year round.
1: It's mm-hmm.
0: been um, it's been a long time. I feel like since we've gotten like
1: this cold <laughs> in the oh, Philly yes. area, it's been a while. Been a while. Yeah. I guess oh um, I
7: I kind of find it funny how like we went into the season thinking like Travis Konechny was going to be in Torts' doghouse and that it's like the complete opposite. It's like Kevin Hayes.
0: Oh my god, that's and, a great so point.
7: Really amusing. I, I think about that a lot, Patrick.
5: That's a great point. Like it's I I've been thinking about that because TK like he's getting all the praise right now and rightfully so. TK is I think really stepped it up more so than most of the team this season. But I, I really. At least me personally didn't think that Kevin Hayes was going to be the guy in the doghouse, and he is he, he's in the red zone of the tort sesame, right
0: <laughs> he sure is. But here's the thing that, that is also kind of annoying. I and I didn't mention this when um the guy from before was talking about Kevin Hayes, um, Dr. 69, I think it was Hayes,
1: like, is Dr. 69 just doing a name his for
0: Dr. Love? Sorry, Steve. I should kick you out for that. Good night and good hockey. I'm not going to though. Cause I like you. Um, anyway, what I was saying was Kevin Hayes isn't really fulfilling his portion of this agreement because he's still like a lot of coasting and a lot of not hustling. And while I agree with Dr. 69, that not all offensive players need to be defensive players too. We don't all need to be two way. Um, I do think that if the coach scratches you for being shitty away from the puck, like, you should probably try a
1: little bit to not be shitty away from the puck. Just a thought. So maybe Kevin really Hayes,
5: it. who who came here as a two-way player, right? Like, <clears> we were told he was a two-way player, at least when he came in. Maybe he decided when he turned 30, you know, knew me, yeah. right? Like, some people that turn 30 and they say... I'm going to make a new me. Okay? I've been
1: living
0: a lie and with Kevin all of that. He
5: said, I'm just going to be a one way offensive
0: player. Cause that's where the money's at. I'm going to go score a bunch of goals, which like, honestly, he's making money in a, he's in a, it a, a vacuum, vacuum. I'm into it, but you know,
1: Patrick, it's, honestly, it's have...
5: making for great entertainment. Like the fact it, that now I don't we're hate about a Kevin Hayes it. buyout next year. is hilarious.
0: It's hilarious. um, Patrick, did you have any other grievances? Because we got we got another person waiting to air. Um
7: I don't think so. I don't think I can think of any surprisingly. I'm shocked because I feel like everybody's gonna cover everything I want to grieve about. I mean you already started to or in the beginning.
0: <laughs> well you pop in whenever you want to, buddy. All right. Let's bring we'll in do. thank you. We've got Brian H. here. Brian, would you like to air some grievances?
3: Sure, how are you guys?
0: Great, how are you?
3: Doing well. Um uh, so I don't have anything new to add about grievances about the Flyers. You guys have covered it pretty well. So I want to focus my attention on the NHL and continuing its devotion to Gary Bettman and um, their stupid reliance on escrow and having stupid teams in like Arizona playing in college arenas. And maybe that's why your salary cap can't go up instead of like, you know, putting it in towns where hockey's popular Mm -hmm. and, you know, the weather's appropriate. So, you know, maybe it's time to get rid of Gary Bettman and uh, try somebody new.
5: The worst part God, about Arizona. That. The worst part about Arizona is that you can make it work in warm weather. Like Tampa Bay's made it work in well not really Florida, but like Nashville makes it work, right? But like Arizona, it clearly we've tried the experiment. It hasn't worked. Move along. Right? It has been tried. It has is-
1: and uh I mean, here's the thing, like he he
0: works for the owners. Like he doesn't work for the sport. He's not he doesn't give a fuck about hockey. He cares about making sure that the rich guys stay stay rich. And that's the reason why we have an artificially low salary cap. It's just a combination of Gary Bettman making sure that the owners don't have to pay their players anything. And then the NHL Players Association being dog shit as far as like actually getting things for its members um but yeah batman sucks like it's objectively embarrassing how little hockey has grown during his tenure during his tenure in comparison to the other sports like i don't i don't think that hockey ever would surpass any of the other sports at least in the u.s for popularity but it should have at least you know grown at the same rate or a rate close to the way that the other sports have grown and it hasn't at all.
3: It's I actually like, think it was much more popular like in the nineties. I think so too, today. It definitely was I think some so of too. that like, is getting off of ESPN and ending up on NBC and yeah and whatever for a while, but,
0: but that's um, a, that, that, like Batman's job is to network. get a good Yeah, the Outdoor Life Network was the real low point. <laughs> it's Batman's job to to get those deals though, right? And if he doesn't it's because he sucks he's
3: terrible and then on top of it it's just terrible hockey culture like refusing to promote anyone with a personality so bad and refusing to let anyone who's like good at hockey have a personality outside of like alexander ovechkin
0: right and he only has it because he's not canadian (laughs) right
5: i mean it's it's terrible enough that the best player in the sport is making under twenty million because if you look at pro sports salaries, like that's just a hilarious joke. But then also, the best player in the sport has maybe just one of the dullest personalities oh of anybody
0: that's been a professional athlete ever. Like a mushy banana of a man,
1: a wet saltine cracker of a man, a gray jumpsuit of a man. Yes, Brian H.
0: Did you have anything else you would like to complain about here on the airing?
3: No, no, no further complaints, but I just want to say I enjoy all the content you guys put out there and thank you for doing it.
0: Thank you so much, Brian. We loved talking to you, even though your name is Brian.
1: <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Yes. Thanks, Kel- Brian.
0: Kelly has
1: a, a checkered
5: history with the name Brian.
0: Sorry, everyone.
5: My best friend when I was a child was named Brian, though, so I have a better history with
0: it. I bet he was a dickhead. Jay, how are you doing? He was Would you like to. At air one point something? in his life, he was driving a-
8: Kelly, how are you? Steve, how are you?
0: Howdy! Hello!
8: Um, so I'm going to refute some of the points from the previous call.
0: Oh, this I'm- is so you!
8: <laughs> Thunderdome, baby. Hockey can work anywhere, but it, like it's not just because of the weather and the location. Arizona has been terrible because they haven't drafted well. That's a big reason why. Columbus hasn't done very well in their history until Housen and then Kekalainen did a little bit better because they didn't draft well. Edmonton was terrible for years until they got lucky with Drysidal and they won the McDavid lottery. Like so this I, is it all comes down to drafting and trading.
5: The right, agency is not Arizona a huge general, general Arizona's just been a terribly run franchise in general. It's just like yeah, real bad, but they right. can't do anything right. They can't even secure an arena deal.
8: Yeah, but but that aside... Like, oh, I'm the, saying it
5: has nothing to do with the weather. Yeah. It's just they've been run poorly from the head down. It's just...
8: Yes, they've yes. They've never... It, it hasn't... Look at... Florida was has been terrible, and there's still their issues with Florida because their drafting wasn't very good, they didn't get lucky in some years, and their AHL development is terrible. The reason part of the reason other than the ownership in Atlanta being terrible and not caring, they couldn't draft worth a shit outside of the first round. Like the location the advantage up until the internet age and analytics and things that made uh access of information and location less of a factor, like the for a long time the the franchises in the traditional cold weather markets just had ease of use to players and scouting because they were there when analytics and the internet and other resources made things easier and people became smarter carolina went from a middle of the pack to shitty franchise into the second or third best drafting team in
7: the league Shout out to it Dr. doesn't C. matter
8: exactly like why isn't he hired as the gm anywhere Philadelphia or elsewhere? Why isn't he a GM? Well,
5: I can tell you why in Philadelphia because they refuse to. Move because back he's not 19- a good old hockey man. Yeah,
8: yeah, he's not a good old hockey man. Basically, no. That is so- the thing with Briere that is intriguing is because he is the he will keep the good aspects of hockey reigning true because I think there are like the things that we need to keep hockey a certain way because that's what does make hockey special. But it is a, about adapting to the times and. Briere is great because he came, like he actually is a player. He's an example of a player who overcame the good the old hockey men, not allowing for small players into the league for a long time until he was what, like twenty five. He didn't have his breakout year until he was twenty five, even though he had the pedigree, he had the stats, the production to justify him playing way sooner. So I feel like he's the guy who. Um, Obviously, if he uses the scout, the amateur and pro scouting, and assistant GMs around him, he could be a good balance of having like good hockey culture of pre- bringing past values that are positive, but also applying present day trends into the job as well. That's the hope and the prayer with Briere is that he's a good mix of blends and he like applies his old world hockey. Um, knowledge with uh, the the newer stuff that a lot of other successful people have adapted to, because he comes, I guess, from both eras because his career was so long.
5: You need somebody uh, who's played in the last twenty years in that front office is the biggest thing. They have so many guys like, that have just they don't know modern hockey, and he's literally experienced modern hockey and been a huge part of modern hockey. Is um, it is Fletcher a, just a like a baby?
8: example of nepotism, basically,
1: because of his dad? A nepo
5: yes he is a nepo baby he is a hundred percent ingrained in that old school culture and they brought him in mm-hmm. part of the reason they brought in chuck fletcher was to appease the alumni because hextile had burned so many bridges with the alumni they're like oh well we got to make you know everybody happy now and bunch of babies again yeah a bunch of babies you know they don't want to eat chicken wings and pizza in the locker room but um i briefly just wanted to comment make one comment about the uh the warm weather franchises and i think the problem there is that because these are franchises especially you know back in the pre-internet age in the 90s that didn't have ingrained ho- hockey culture it's that much more of a challenge to even establish uh, a successful hockey team there so you really the the ones that have made it have been very smart about it you know like nashville it's crazy to think that nashville's an amazing hockey town now like i went i've been to nashville once there was pred shit everywhere. It was awesome. Like
8: look at Tampa. Tampa has lightning shit everywhere. Like, it's
5: great. Yeah. Yeah, T- Tampa's done an unbelievable job with it. So it can be done, but it's just it's an uphill battle in those non-traditional markets. So Arizona had that uphill battle and despite having some of the, the funkiest, weirdest, greatest jerseys in the history of the game, you know, they've just been horribly mismanaged and it has not worked. And unless they sold that franchise to a completely new guy who really was dedicated to hockey and making it work in the desert, it ain't going to happen. So they should move that franchise for that reason. But that's well, all
8: I want to say. But, is but, just like, an but Arizona got new ownership and I feel like the, the new ownership is fine. It's just he he got the team. When the team was already looking for the arena, so I'm not saying it's it, it's it's several different ownerships' fault, including yeah. the league when the league owned it. They should the league should have figured it out in 2013 when they owned the team, right? Yeah.
5: But it, it's it, it, I'll tell you what though, playing in a 5,000 seat arena is real embarrassing for the Cavs. yeah
8: yeah no, it's it's really bad em, embarrassing for the league <laughs> in the team. But look 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 at Tampa before Vinick before Jeff Vinick bought the team in, and before he hired Iserman, that team was a joke. The the coolest Barry ownership was terrible. Like yeah. the, once Davidson died, and like the, they had to sell. Like they be, they became way too laissez-faire. They they were owned by the, the yakuza supposedly in the nineties. Like oh, the Lightning were a joke, and of they. Like they, the the Lightning were the worst drafting team between 1999 and 2006. Before between Brad Richards and Alex Calon, the best player they drafted was Paul Ranger. They still won a cup during that time because of Brad Richards and Vinny LeCavalier and Marty Saint Louis in that signing. But like the Lightning were a joke, and they turned it around, and they still have missed on a shit ton of things. So really, well, in the they draft, had a lot of
5: stuff too with like outreach yeah. to season ticket holders and stuff. Like I remember yes. reading a story. Yeah. I forget when, but they just like they gave jerseys to every one of their season ticket holders, like personalized jerseys, and that was well. And,
8: and their marketing, their marketing in the Bay Area, there it was a lot better than even a lot of traditional franchises. So they did that once they drafted stamp because they they marketed well. But yeah. the thing is, it's it's kind of like batting average in baseball. Like a management group, you have to if you hit three out of ten times, three out of ten times in the draft, three out of ten. Maybe a little bit higher for like trades and whatnot. But if you hit three out of 10 times, you can build a contender within five years. It just you have to hit big. You can't, it can't just be a bunch of singles. That's how you get the wild because inevitably you will strike <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, the
5: current flyers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's almost like there's some connective tissue there. Uh,
8: the flyers have had really bad luck. Like, I, I still think I have a lot of hope for Bobby Brink, and I don't, um, the fact that everyone keeps getting hurt, uh, that's an indictment on something. Is that a training thing? Is that a medical staff thing? Is that just the gods are punishing the Flyers for some reason? I don't know.
5: I think it's all of it.
0: could be all. Jay, do you have anything else to grieve about? Or 15 minutes till puck drop and we got some other people that would like to yell about stuff. No,
8: I, I hope you guys have um, Merry Christmas and a happy holiday season. Thank you.
0: Thank you. You too. Thanks, hey, Jay.
1: All right, Grace Munster, you are on with Kelly and Steve. Air your... I think you might be yeah, on you're mute. muted Grace. There you go. Hi. Spotify live, live with
5: that auto-mute. It's a, a blessing and a curse.
1: <laughs> blessing and a curse. Oh my God. Tell me about it. You're good to go, Grace. How's it going? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Good to talk to you again.
5: Yeah, yeah, good to talk to you. What's the uh what's the grievance? What what, what do you got to air to
1: us tonight? <laughs> um, you didn't know I was at the show. What show? The Doughboys show. You went to Bojangles. I don't. I don't know what's happening right now, Steve. Does this ring any bells for <laughs> no, you? No, no, I'm not.
0: <laughs> what Bojangles location did you go
1: to? Bojang- I've never been to a Bojangles in my life. I don't I don't know where there is a Bojangles. Christine. Okay, Grace. Mm-hmm. You um have
0: a wonderful Festivus and a lovely Christmas uh, and a happy new year. Thank you. Alright, who <laughs> I don't know what just happened, Steve, but I felt justified. Just
5: Bojangles sounds good.
0: <laughs> is that chicken?
5: I think i have actually chicken? Never been. I've never been.
0: Ryan Gilbert and Maddie Campbell are here, and they're not talking, which is oh, insulting wow. directly to my face. Just so insulting.
5: It is insulting. And I think uh, uh, Italian Joe is listening, too, and he uh, he's not saying that.
0: Italian Joe is here, too? This is outrageous yeah. to me. I yeah, know you talking people talking about the
5: prank have... call and the slack right now.
0: Oh, Lord. I know
5: you people Somebody have, have a... a grievance. Someone I mean, I can talk about grievance. other stuff. Or I could talk about Steve just the are... lack of depth on this team. I could talk about... Oh, I mean, that's what we're here for. But if
0: you have grievances, that people want to hear.
5: But I want to hear other people's grievances because I get to talk about my grievances for an hour and a half every
0: week. You make a fair point. Yeah, this is for you people to complain. We complain constantly about the Flyers. It's exhausting, really. But you guys never get to complain about the Flyers on a recorded audio medium. So I think you should take the opportunity. Well,
1: until, until we get
5: a caller, I'm gonna say, I'd like to complain about the Flyers uh, cursing my gambling because you know I, this might be a sign I just need to get out of the game, right? But like every time I bet against the Flyers, they win. And every time I bet on the Flyers, they lose. It's just like this team's inconsistency is killing my uh, pennies that I bet on them on a weekly basis. <laughs>
0: is there a way to reverse psychology the betting gods you think
5: i've tried believe me i've tried anything anything for again i'm talking very low stakes shit right here i think i do like five to ten usually it's not much so i'm not going to go to the poor house because of the flyers i refuse to go to the poor house because of the flyers
0: i would drive directly to your house and slap
1: you across the face if i thought that was gonna intervention intervention Any other grievances right
5: now? Let's see. Joe Day and this. We'll go to the chat. If anybody else want to talk, they can put it in the chat, oh, no. and
0: we'll read it. Doctor Sixty Nine. is Joe D. Back. said,
5: "My grievance. Oh, okay. there we go. Well, I'm going to read Joe's. Yeah, read Joe's My grievance. Is that the Flyers got bad as soon as I became a fan?
0: Oh, so what Joe is saying is that he did this.
5: He did there this. It's Joe's fault.
0: All right, he's fired don't tell him though <laughs> dr 69
2: how can we help you here on the airing of oh, grievances? last the last grievance i want to air espn plus games this is so ridiculous uh the league went through all this like gary Benman went through all this saying oh we finally partnered with espn no we're getting like outsourced to espn plus or you need a subscription to yeah. watch this th- watch this game And I'm sitting here watching, I don't know, like bocce ball on ESPN too. And you're you're telling me you can't put on the NHL? Are you kidding me? Yeah,
1: it's not as good.
5: I mean, everybody. I mean, that's unfortunately a lot of the. Media landscape is shifting towards these streaming exclusives. We've got the Apple TV Plus Friday Night Baseball games. We've got Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime. Uh, I think it's a matter of time before the NBA does one. But the NBA hasn't done one, so I can't talk shit on them doing it to this point. I just want to see the numbers. Are they getting more from NHL network exclusive games or ESPN plus games? Clearly they're doing more ESPN plus games than NHL network games, but I can't seem to find any cable package that just gives me the NHL network up front uh, Mm -hmm. on one of the lower
0: tiers. No, it's, you got to get like all of the channels. It end up with the NHL network. Yeah. And that's the other thing. You can't stream it anywhere.
5: Yeah. I know there's, it's like two or three of the more i want to say obscure but i could just be you know shitting on some perfectly fine services but uh two of the non-youtube hulu services for streaming live television offer nhl network but not hulu or youtube
0: it's extremely nhl to allow their product unlike obscure weird streaming services that no one uses but not the ones that
5: just don't try to start your own streaming service, Gary, because it's... I mean, they did have NHL.TV, which was pretty good for a bit. And, and, you know, shout out to a company I worked for for, like, one season.
0: Oh, the, did you get free NHL TV?
5: Oh, yeah. And I didn't oh, have workouts. Look at this guy. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. Got paid, like, a, a cool $12 an hour to pay hey, school to watch hockey. Look at you.
0: Yeah. So we are... I'm going to wrap this up here soon. We've got eight minutes till the game starts, and Lord knows we don't want you to miss any of the thrilling Carolina Hurricanes-Philadelphia Flyers action tonight. So if you have a grievance, please feel free to air it. Like Steve said, if you just want to put it in the chat because you're a scary cat, that's fine. We
5: will read Or it. if anybody wants to call in with some, some holiday well wishes, you know, we're certainly down for that or uh, any, anything at all. You want to talk about your Oscar predictions? No, I don't think the Oscar choices are out. The Golden Globes are, not the Oscars.
0: It would be nice if people just raised their hand to say nice things to us. Maybe that's what Brace was trying <laughs> I don't, to do. I don't need compliments. That's,
5: that could be. It could be. Or just plug poach angles, you know? Maybe we that's misunderstood
0: like, her entirely.
5: Guerrilla marketing right there.
1: Yeah, it's
0: fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> I, I blame Elon Musk. Oh, I blame Sixty Nine for a
5: lot of things right now.
0: I'm thanking Dr. Sixty Nine for both listening and participating. I know he joins Bill's post games all of the time. Speaking of Bill's post games, I do believe they will make a triumphant return at some point once things settle down for Bill. Matz. He's just got some stuff going on in his life, so leave him alone. I'm sure he will get back to post games as soon as he can do it. Um, sometimes I consider doing them, but no one wants to talk to me. People want to talk to Bill.
1: D-
5: depending on how late the game goes, I, I, maybe I'd join you for one sometime. You know, we could That's do the other thing.
0: Like, I got to get up at 5. I don't want to talk to anybody at 11 o'clock at night. No offense.
5: Well, I'll tell you when i, I could... sure as shit, I'm not doing a post-game on Thursday because the game starts at 10.30 p.m. Thursday the 29th, San no, Jose. Ma'am.
0: I will not no. be watching that. Patrick Reed Miller. What's uh, up, buddy? I'm
7: back. Yeah. I guess,
5: guess
1: who's you guys back? Guess
7: my who's back. podcast on my Spotify rap, so yeah. That's awesome. I wonder how many hours it is. So I just forgot to look at it. But I guess um uh, tonight we have the hurricane, so I guess the good thing is we get to see Erson start, I guess. Like I'm excited about that. Is he going to get lit up? I don't I don't know.
5: I hope for his sake he doesn't get lit up because I don't mm. know. I don't I don't like seeing the hopes and dreams of a a, a you know a, a young man with potential get crushed like that. But it's it's not a great matchup. I mean, I'll take this over him starting against the Toronto Maple Leafs because, I mean, we all saw the shot differential in that
7: game. I mean, they're already doing it to Felix like Sancho. crushing his hopes and dreams. So, Look, yeah, but you know, with
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs> the son of hers. I mean, we're going to see what he's got, right? You know, eventually he's got to show us what he's got. And tonight is the opportunity for that.
0: Listen, to you <laughs> bunch of negative Nancys. I'm telling you right now, Urson's going to crush this game. Kelly, how That's do you wonderful. have any
7: optimism about this is team out ever? With, it, with some type of injury? So, like, it could be winnable, but I'm right. telling you. How have you felt one ounce of optimism about the Flyers this
5: entire season to this point? I, sick, I can't understand it.
0: A sick, mentally ill person. Because they,
5: uh, they okay, finally totally broke right. me. Okay. They, this was the year they finally broke me. And it's been my Eat season, and I'm loving it.
0: You're mixing I just, up. I, just I was going to say you're mixing them. I don't think you're allowed to do that. Yeah.
5: I'll, I'm allowed because I'm the
1: first podcaster to have both Coke and Pepsi in his house. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lie. There's no Pepsi to be found here. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really hope Arson doesn't get completely crushed
5: tonight. That would suck. And... Listen, I'm on the tank train, right? But I also don't want to see young guys get completely annihilated. Like, the things I'm enjoying from the season so far are when we've had games from Morgan Frost, like that four-point game, and, you know, scoring goals like he has been. Hopefully, you know, that's a trend moving upwards. Uh, Noah Cates, I'm enjoying that so far. And Travis Konechny, that's really the list. That's the list right there.
7: I forgot to mention about that. Now that he's like good and stuff, it's like creeping into the back of my mind like somebody's gonna offer something for him. And I might feel gutted, but like if it happens, but like I get it.
1: Wait, who are we oh, talking so about?
7: I,
0: I I was connect typing me. in the room. Oh, connecting. TK, the
7: church. So like, he's like doing so good and like yeah. we need assets, and then it's just like, well, he could make a
0: good second line winger on a
1: contending team. So here's the thing.
0: This is we have three minutes, fuck.
1: It, it, <laughs> it depends on how... Go, go, go. The,
0: you, ha- you have to remember that a rebuild doesn't have to take 10 years. There is a path. It's not an easy one. But there is a path to this team being, I think, pretty good in, like, three years. And Travis Konechny can be a part of a team in three years, I think.
5: Just buy out Kevin Hayes
7: and then no. pay $5 billion in dead cap
5: no, space for
7: two no. years. And I, I, I think you got to sell on the point per game and somebody will... Take them as a third line center. somewhere.
5: It would make, so it would make
0: more sense to retain half. Retaining yeah. half is easier than the
5: captain. I, I was being very sarcastic there. I, I, it <laughs> I was, know, you We know, probably know. talked about, we, we spent too much digital airtime going over that for the past two weeks, but it's the most interesting rumor to come up in a minute. So yeah, I'm going to spend a lot of time talking about it because there's very nothing else to talk
7: meatball about. From Friedman.
5: But no, there is a way to, you know, remix things and get interesting again. But for the love of God, lose a bunch this year and get good picks in a good draft.
0: I mean, I think they're going to do that whether they want to or not. Maddie and Ryan, grievances, my friends. I wanted to kind of hear theirs. I want to know what's annoying up in the press box. Are the pretzels stale? Do they give you old popcorn? Is the soda flat? Are the pretzels still flyer shaped? Yeah, are they, like, from 1997, flyer-shaped pretzels, all crusty and hard on the outside?
5: Is Tim if Panaccio just hanging out in the corner? I hope he is. <laughs>
0: I, hope he, I hope he just has, like, a lifetime pass to the press. I'd
5: like time. to imagine Panaccio sitting in a, a just darkened corner, sipping Barolo, and watching everybody.
0: Oh, heck yes. Here she is, ladies and there gentlemen. There she is. Madeline Campbell, the one and only. Hello. Maddie, the, Maddie. the pretzels are stale, aren't they?
1: Uh, I knew the pretzels
0: it. are fine. They're actually like Wawa pretzels. Oh, wow. oh really? They used to be like
3: the the super pretzels that you get on the. On so wait a minute,
0: thing. you fancy bitches are up there getting superior pretzels, while us plebes, paying customers, are left with super pretzels. See, this is why I I'm think not paying customers it's because they're individually wrapped. Oh, and you guys are so germy. Us, yeah. I I will take the special <laughs> treatment. Absolutely. I guess maybe you've earned it a little bit. The paying customers to <laughs> get all the germs.
1: <laughs>
5: Maddie, any grievances you want to air with the people?
1: Um,
0: my grievance is Kelly yelling at me while I'm trying to cook dinner. You're welcome. I'm doing my best here. I I made a whole wrap out of leftover salad from my lunch and ate it. While sometimes we're getting to mute myself, so I don't want to hear anything.
5: Wow. <laughs> Fancy. Ooh la la. <laughs> Maddie, what's, what's for dinner? That's what I'm more curious about
1: than the flyers. I'm making pasta. You can't go wrong. Am I right? Absolutely. All right, folks, it is... got to
0: make a chicken and green beans. Oh. It's 7 p.m., yeah which means it's about that time for us to all go and suffer through the flyers. I think I have to do tweets, which is annoying. Um, So yeah, if no one else has any grievances going once, going twice. All right. Screw you guys. We're done here. Thank you very much for coming to hang out with us. Steve, Maddie, thank you for coming to hang out with me. And, uh, Hope everyone has a wonderful holiday weekend.
1: You Go Flyers. Merry Christmas. Thanks, Patrick. Bye, night, everybody. Happy holidays to all.